0: Motion. They fake it to both of them and now deep on the sideline for Pitts. And he makes a catch.
1: Kyle Pitts, first and goal for. And this guy is a matchup nightmare. Goes up, he's six foot six. He stops and he adjusts the ball. He's got tremendous confidence. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Download the free Odyssey app today to watch, listen, and subscribe to the BetQL Daily Podcast. You can watch and listen to the show live on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page every day, weekdays at uh, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. If you're on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review to the BetQL Daily Podcast. Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji, we're going to continue the NFL Draft conversation in a moment. Uh, Ranji, important question. Have you ever had uh, puppy chow? not the actual dog food like the
0: checks checks mix stuff right
1: yes yeah but have you had it homemade not what they sell i believe they call it muddy buddies in the store
0: yeah uh in high school i had a friend uh, she would make it yeah so i've had it why
1: my my mother-in-law will make like a five pound bucket and bring it over and it's a problem and it's it's sitting around in the fridge, and every time you open the fridge, it's just there. So you grab a handful; it is uh-huh. so good.
0: Were you having just... some during the break, or yeah, I went upstairs, and that's night. why it was it was sitting in the <laughs> so... fridge. It
1: was like right in front of my face. I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm like, better make sure I get all this uh, powdered sugar off my face before I go back on video here. So yeah, uh, so good.
0: I'm just imagining you during the interview with Scott, just thinking about <laughs> the puppy chow oh, that's upstairs, upstairs in the fridge.
1: <laughs> I didn't, but I do. I do leave most breaks just to walk around for no particular reason.
0: Well, you have to get up and walk around.
1: Yeah,
0: you have to, because then you'll get the um, the blood clots in your leg if you sit I, for too long. Is
1: that a concern? Who, yeah,
0: yeah. Who was the re- yeah? There was a reporter uh, for like NBC News or something, and I, I think he was covering the war in Afghanistan, and he was he was embedded with uh, with troops, and he mm-hmm. was like riding in a tank with them. And he ended up dying of blood clots because he was he was scrunched up in this in this tank for so long, and his you know he had his legs you know. Um, damn, what, what, who was that guy?
1: And I, I had the remember. Johnson and Johnson shot. So, I'm so did pretty...
0: I. You're fine. Everybody's fine.
1: I'm sitting, except for the Could 15 people
0: out of eight million who weren't. But
1: Kyle Shanahan's going to get me murdered too.
0: <laughs> Kyle Shanahan. By the way, and I know we talked about this uh, a few segments ago. It is by far now the best response to have in the holster when anybody asks you to do anything at all is to say well i don't i, might be I, dead. I don't know yeah i might be dead how can or, i you might be dead yeah like how can i I'm, I'm sorry i can't answer that question is jimmy garoppolo going to be on your team on sunday i, I don't know none of us may be here on sunday who knows What a, know. what a phenomenal answer
1: Jacobson so, like, brings up a terrific point. Sorry yeah, to cut you off, That's all right. but he does bring up you know that, that you always have these extremely disturbing <laughs> stories about people suddenly dying. Like I, I know, yeah. I do do you hear these stories and they stick with you and now you're concerned? Like what's the no? Problem? I just
0: did. I just remember them. I, I'm I'm like a I'm like an 85. I'm my great grandmother. My great grandmother just remembers everybody who died. Well, I mean she doesn't anymore. She's dead. But uh, she used to constantly talk about people who were dying or dead or about to die or whatever. Like yeah. I don't, I I just remember that story. Who was that reporter?
1: Um, I don't, The blood clot. Yeah. Uh, it it. Was it NBC or just make that up?
0: I I am assuming it was NBC
1: because you're a big MSNBC guy.
0: Uh David Bloom.
1: David oh that's bloom. right. Okay. David yeah. bloom.
0: um it was a pulmonary embolism he had, and it was because he was, you know, or no way, I'm sorry, never mind. that's a different one. he He was struck and killed by a by a bomb or something or a bullet. I don't know. but there was a dude. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> I don't know man <laughs> wow <to> well... me... <laughs> wait a minute. I swear there was a dude. Who who yes, this was it. Yeah, it, it was David Bloom. Okay, yeah. He he was in an armored tank, his legs had been cramping up, and he died of a blood clot. He was 39.
1: Yeah, yeah that was almost 20 was, years ago. It's like I, top of mind.
0: Yeah, I was right. See <laughs> sorry, when <man.
1: laughs> when Eli doesn't carve out a betting assigned segment like this is gonna happen, which yeah, is I'm fine sorry. by me. Just yeah, to no, just good
0: make sure you get up and walk around that's the lesson here just get up and walk around every now and every
1: then. break do you leave the chair or do you stay right there not
0: every not every break i i get up every now and then okay.
1: yeah what do you what do you do
0: well i uh made myself... those curtains
1: up behind you
0: no these are okay so i have my um uh what do you call these the industrial blankets like yes. for sound in my place to keep the for people who don't know, you have to have some sound deadening material in your if you're broadcasting from home. Right. Otherwise, you're going to get a, a bad echo. And I had these up and that's that's all this is. I covered them up okay. with with uh, material that looks better than the the moving blanket.
1: Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. it just those are the best for it.
0: They, they work really
1: well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anyway,
0: yeah. So make sure you get up and walk around or you're going to get a pulmonary embolism and die.
1: Thank you, Ranji. You're Appreciate welcome. Appreciate that, Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ranji. This is BetQL Daily. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. What what part of this draft intrigues you the most? Well, like, I mean, I, beyond we just number can't, three. Yeah, like I kind of hate it that we start every uh, interview with a guest here to break down the draft with three, but I just can't get past that. It's yeah. they could, they I, could do I, I anything, and I explained yesterday on the show. Like, this feels like it's the most unpredictable draft that we've ever seen, and uh, everything's up for grabs. And San Francisco, by refusing to say anything, I'm like, what are they up to? Which player did they target? I mentioned on the show yesterday, I I threw down some money on Kyle Pitts at 50-1 to to go third overall, because at this point, that would not shock me if that was the big target. Well, it's
0: not. What is the number now for that? Because it's not that high now, is it?
1: Well, what was interesting is... Uh, I was talking about it with someone on Sunday night and using points bet as an example, because I was watching it move. It was at 40 to one. Okay. And then I know people started to bet it and then it went down to 20. And then Ian Rappaport tweeted out that San Francisco is down to two quarterbacks. Justin Fields is not one of them. They took it off the board. Mm. And then the next morning, instead of 20, which was the most recent number they had, they went up to 50 after that Rappaport. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So I I know that we, here's that's your conspiracy theory, right, is that he wants to bit. have two premier tight ends on the field at the same time.
1: I if I'm filling out a mock and you're asking for a prediction, yeah. I would say Mac Jones. But after those first two, I think I think most of these picks everything's up for grabs. Well, um
0: I think it's a pretty good philosophy what Scott was talking about that you have 80% of your picks that you're going to make on draft day, you take what you really yeah. think is going to happen. And then, that other 20%, you take some long shots. And if you have one of them or two of them that end up hitting pretty big, then I think you've done you've done really well in in that position. I don't think what you're talking about is going to happen, but there is there is clearly a lot of intrigue with having George Kittle and Pitts on the field at the same time. That is a that is a nightmare uh, of a matchup that, that you're going to have to deal with. But if you have a quarterback that you're not really sure of, you have to take care of that position first. Like and, and 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 when there's the talent in the draft to do it, where you're going to pick and you moved all the way up, there's no way that you've moved all the way up to take a tight end, even if he's as good as Pitts is supposed
1: to be. I thought it was important. Something else got said about the rumor mill at the Combine, which we didn't have this past season. So. People don't have to get to reporters, back to them if they don't want to. It's up to them if they right. want to text them back, if they want to call them back. There's a lack of information out there, and there's a lack of opinions. Now, there are people that break down the NFL draft year-round. They have their opinions that they're sharing. But I, I think because we're humans, it's hard not to fall into the trap as we see hundreds and hundreds of mocks out there some with connected reporters. Like when you see a Peter Schrager or an Ian Rappaport or Schefter mm-hmm. throw something out there, people are going to put more validity behind it, even though they aren't the most a- accurate people when it comes to mock draft year after year. It's, it's interesting to me. But I, I think it's hard after seeing hundreds of these and you hear these reports, and if you have alerts on your phones this week, it's going crazy with the NFL newsmakers. It's hard not to fall into groupthink here.
0: Well, absolutely. And w- what I think ends up happening is, you know, we, we talked about this probably a couple of weeks ago, that reporters, especially the the premier reporters, you know, whether it's Schefter or Rappaport or, you know, anybody who's who's tied in with a lot of teams, sometimes they're going to get information that maybe even they know is not the true information, but the teams ask them to put it out there for their benefit. And the payoff is if you do this, and it, I don't think that it's spoken necessarily that this is what's going on, but the team knows that if they tell a reporter something and, you know, they, they throw out the red herring that
1: there are favors. One, there are favors it, it
0: favors, it, but, a lot of but the other four out of five things they find out during the course of the year, are scoops are actual yeah. real scoops, but every now and then they're going to put these, these things out there to kind of throw off the scent a little bit. So, I, I by and large trust these reporters for the most part, but every now and then they're going to get some information that's, that's not there uh, or that's not accurate. And that's just the way it is. But I, I I still do when I look at the number three overall pick, I am right there with you and just, I can't get past it. Like I, I want to really have interest in other areas of the draft and I do what, you know, with the bears and what they do if they yeah. end up trading up or whatever. But man, I just, I I can't stop thinking about what happens there because I do still think that there are a number of different things that could end up happening beyond Mac Jones.
1: And once we get to five Cincinnati, are you yeah. going offensive tackle or are you going wide receiver six at Miami? They moved down. What did they have in mind? Who are they hoping to fall to them? Right. Detroit. Brand new regime. They bring in a head coach that wants to bite off kneecaps for seven years. Like, how are they going to start their rebuild? What are they going to do? Like, there are so many questions go up and down this list. It's fascinating, but we just can't move past San Francisco because we still don't know. When is the last
0: time that
1: the number three
0: overall pick is the most intriguing pick of the draft and it's by 10 miles?
1: Right. I know. I mean, we know what's going
0: to happen one, two, but number three is so fascinating and there's there there are a lot of different possibilities here you can't get past number three. It's just its amazing that that that's what we've done. We've spent all of this time talking about the third overall pick and not number one or number two. It's crazy. That's why
1: I'm obsessed with looking at this Chris Sims mock draft because it's there awesome. are so many things that are insane. And I love <laughs> it that he's like, you know what? Screw all you guys. This is what's really going down. For, forget yeah. about your group think and everybody agreeing with this and a corner going to Dallas at 10. This is, this is what I've got, even though we did say Sertan. 10 overall to the Cowboys. We're going to play nickel or diamond next. BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network.